Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crockett, aka Andre's Podcast, where you can always find me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm also through uh, this agency or company called Busprout.com. They distribute anyone's podcast based on the pay rate and how much you want to pay per month, so on and so forth. And I'm I'm here, and I'm inviting my buddy Ron again. Uh, we just we just did a podcast the other night. We went on about life and people, and you know different situations that we've been in, and so on and so forth. So, Ron, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Jerry. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And uh, anything new in your family? Anything that's going on? Anything that you kind of uh, uh, came to find out out of out of anywhere I mean out of the blue no no it thinks pretty much normal there everything going pretty much as expected day in day out you know yeah so. I hear him I hear so recently I um I want to talk about well the last podcast I talked about is the different roles that men and women have from today and from yesterday. And I made it kind of a assumption or it's a, a uh, characteristics of what men in different roles are now than then. And uh, so in the 80s and the 70s, when Ron was still young, he, uh, he was able to see people approach each other and and they could mango together. And it's something that I think a lot of guys like Ron, who have been married for 35 years, he doesn't really understand the change right. that's really going on. Like, for example, in the, in the 70s and the 80s, when you were <coughs> in the military, right, you were able to integrate with the opposite side. Right. Any in the, well, yeah, in the military, it, yes and no. Um, you couldn't fraternize, basically. You trained separately, um, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. It was that was pretty unexpected. There were there weren't any women that were trained by a male sergeant. It was usually a female, um, and everything was handled that way. Now, it I don't know if it's any different now than it was back then. It was kind of segregated back then. Um, and there was a reason for that, too, because they didn't want any fraternizing. They didn't want anything emotional or people, you know, going on with this. It, there's no time for that. You're, you're training. You have to be mentally alert. So to avoid that problem, they would separate it. And you could probably talk to them, sure, but you, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was, that's the way it was back then. So in today's era, we're going to talk about more of the more of the uh, communication and relationship between men and women. And what Ron was talking about was the military training. What I'm going to talk about more of the, the people who are involved with each other in emotional and physical pattern. Now, back then, there was different roles for men and women. Men would go to work mm -hmm. and women would stay home yep. and cook and clean and take care of the kids. And Ben Shapiro, a well-known uh, conservative American, 
he uh, he believed that the that the that the institution of marriage has been broken because back in the 1968-69, Ronald Reagan, who's governor of California, decided that it was okay for women to to divorce their men for no reason. Before that, you had a mm -hmm. you had a reason: domestic abuse, adultery, infidelity, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. sexual mm -hmm. indecency right. of of the children or whatever. So when that changed, and this was like a couple of years just before the pill arrived, the birth okay. control pill. But what I do, what I would say about Ben Shapiro's statement though is that even after World War II, the institution didn't have to be in place because the soldiers came home from World War II, and then they were, they were 18, 19 years old, and they were thinking that they would see their loved ones again or their mm -hmm. girlfriends again. Right. So the baby boomers happen. Everyone's having sex. Everyone's mm -hmm. getting along. Everyone's buying a house. Mm -hmm. Everyone's taking a bank loan. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, now your economy's different. Of, yeah, time's different. It was, yeah, it, it, the war, it was over, and um, people were coming back, and getting new jobs and the economy was much better mm -hmm. um, then. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't remember that, but that's. Well, yeah, clearly you, know, you were born. Right. In but I do know that where I'm from now, Wyoming was that way. You had the Reynolds aluminum plant and you had GM, two GM plants and they were just full tilt. You know, the economy was good. It was after the war, you know, things are pretty smooth back then. And then, you know, as time goes on, it, yeah, changes. So, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I think this institution stuff about marriage, you know, it's it's always been there, but it's a under it's an underwave, which is to me, it's not about institution, because mm -hmm. the government, even though the government encourages people to get married, mm -hmm. it's not something that they have to do. It's not like no. they have to vote. Okay, right. one of the duties of a being American is to vote, mm -hmm. even if it's for your city council right. or your state representative sure. or the president of the United States. Mm. Marriage and people interacting with each other in that state of mind isn't really it's not really an institution. It's just what right. people do. Mm. It's it's what for twenty thousand years of people who are Homo sapiens do. They gather, they farm, they get married to the nearest mm -hmm. person that's not related to them. Yeah. They socialize, they, they, you know, have a life. Exactly. And that's right. life. That's not, to me, that's not an institution. Institution to me is like the FBI, the CIA. Yeah, correct. All those yeah, that, that's an institution, correct. That's yeah. an institution. Right. So by the 70s, late 60s, the civil rights movement started. Mm -hmm. And about black rights, voting, and black rights going to integrate in schools, mm -hmm. black rights not being... Mm -hmm discriminated against to vote mm -hmm. and then along that came along with the open doors for you know, for women's rights right but the thing about women's rights is that you had a lot of these young girls <coughs> who are who seen their moms mm -hmm. and their dads cheat on each other they're seeing right. their dads beat the snot of the out, no, out of their wives yeah and by the time these girls who are in 
who grew up in the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, they're teenagers in the late s- 60s. Like, mm-hmm. I want none of that. Right. So the whole education system started to pull their away. Mm-hmm. And birth control took a huge step forward. Because mm-hmm. now women could say, nah, I don't want to have sex with you. Oh, they could have sex with you. They just don't want to poop up your baby. Mm-hmm. They want someone else to have your baby. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds fun and games right there, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But this is, the, this is the twist that happened in the late 90s. Okay. Or late, late 90s. Well, the education system really pulled through for women's rights. Mm-hmm. So more women were going to college, more women were graduating from college, less men were going to school, less men, less men were getting graduating from, from college. Jobs by the, by the 80s were being shipped to other countries. Mm-hmm. So you have the average man who never had to go to school, the jobs were taken right. away. Mm-hmm. So that essentially made women smarter because mm-hmm. men didn't want to go to school or didn't want to do four years of autotech mm-hmm. and all the other programs out there. And women went to nursing and became doctors and judges and all that. Correct, yeah. So the problem with that, though, is this. In the public school system, mm-hmm. they really pulled through for little, for little girls who were like in fifth grade, fourth grade, mm-hmm. second, and all the way to right. high school. And they pay attention to more of those little girls graduating and succeeding. Well, here, Tommy and Jermaine are little boys that teachers will just ignore because they mm-hmm. think boys are immature, kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. They, won't, they, might imi- they might mature when they're older, mm-hmm. when they're in their 20s and 30s. Okay. But that never happened. So what happened now is that now you have big cities like Detroit and Chi-Town and, mm-hmm. and, and even parts of L.A. and whatever part of you that you can think of. You have a lot of men who are displaced. A lot of these, lot, a lot of these young men don't have jobs. I live right next to a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And it's about 200 guys that go ship in and ship out of that place every night. Right. But out of those 200 guys... I see about, every morning I see about 40 of them who are like in their mid-20s mm-hmm. and don't have a jobs mm-hmm. or don't have an education. Right. Now, the system has really failed for men mm-hmm. and has really succeeded for women. Okay. And what's happening now is that, is that now they're telling men what they can and cannot say to women, mm-hmm. like in any flirtation way, any way of interacting with them mm-hmm. in a very um, way that men and women used to in- integrate with each other. Yeah, interacted. Interacted. Right. And where steps, was, steps were taken for them to start a date and maybe have sex and get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. But that has totally changed. Now... Now, women can't, w- women cannot respond to men in that way anymore because it's ex- right. expected of them to look for a man who is very uh, sufficient, mm-hmm. very um, unrealistic alpha male. 
Okay. They expect their men to be really wealthy. They expect the men to be really groomed. They expect the men to be very uh, over-masculated. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to touch a little base on Andrew Tate mm-hmm. a little bit later. But what's happening is that even if there are women out there who want a man to, in, to um, approach them mm-hmm. in a very more masculated um, way, other women in their in her group are telling, "Nope, that man's not good enough for you. He's not as smart as us. He he won't make good babies." Blah blah blah. Or his sperm well, isn't going. His sperm isn't good enough for yours. Oh, that's. And then they start by well, well, this is a real phenomenon. They are really taking, um, they go to sperm banks and they're picking numbers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what guy who's even good looking or ugly goes to a sperm bank and say, and rubs one off like every month. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing them a service. <laughs> that that makes no sense to me. True. So that in itself never made sense. I mean, why wouldn't you just go to? Why wouldn't you just go to a girl, interact with her, mm. and find out if you like her or not? And then that way, you know where your baby's coming from. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, this is 5,669 jerk off. Yeah. Mm. Like five years ago, there was a, a um, you hear about the story about a, a, um, a doctor who, uh, who um, had a sperm bank and come to find out. Now, a lot of the babies were his. A lot of I babies were his that, yeah. in the same community. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's what's wrong with our society. Mm-hmm. Is that we are objecting. We are now objecting men to be sperm banks for women. Right. Where in the 1970s and 60s and 50s, mm-hmm. women who are now older say, well, you were objecting us to Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler magazine. Mm-hmm. And we didn't like that. No. You didn't like that because you're not that attractive, but you weren't that sexually attracted to men. There are women out there who are still sexually attracted to men mm-hmm. who do like being approached in a certain way as long as it's not in um gross or right or what's the word I'm looking for indecent oh, uh, uh, indecent or indecent. or yeah okay so that's that's the thing I'm trying to explain to people. Right. And when I say to people of my disability, and I accept the idea that most women are not going to look at me mm-hmm. because of my disability. Right. I don't come off as an alpha male. I don't, right. my hands are, right. one of the things that women look for is the shoulders mm-hmm. and the hands because hands remind them subconsciously right. of security. Mm-hmm. Building, <coughs> building. Right, correct, yeah. A, a tent or building mm-hmm. a little coop for them to stay mm-hmm. in the wilderness. It's mm-hmm. all old school. Mm-hmm. So if women don't see that, they're like, oh, okay. They might like me as a good person. Or they right. might like me as a, good, <clears throat> as a decent guy and may yeah. be somewhat attracted to me. Sure. But subconsciously, their brain is telling them, yeah. no, this might not be the guy for you. Right. But the problem, though, is that there are yeah. plenty of women that would consider me as attractive. That's true, too. They're right. out there somewhere. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, our society's taught women to like 
No, you can't do that anymore because you're too good for um. It's like an Oprah show. Okay. When Oprah goes off and thinks everything's about her, yeah. And this is about making herself great. Mm-hmm. That's what basically that's what she's telling other women to think. Your life is too important to be involved with men who are not good looking like you are, or yeah, who are not going to be your representation of what okay. you expect. But in reality. But in reality, there are plenty of women who are attracted to men who are just not Elvis Presley material. Right. Or Brad Pitt material. Because it's not real. I mean, no, it's most not. people it, don't look yeah. that way. Like no, most and, people don't look like Sidney yeah. Crawford or Kathy Ireland. And that's, all those poters are, are airbrushed and touched up, too. I mean, they're not going to look that perfect. And years ago, um, Jamie Lee Curtis brought that up to say that she went and did a photo shoot without her makeup on or anything, nothing glamorous, and said, look, this is real here. This is, we really look like this. You know, we get all that makeup on and all that crap, and it's fake, and I want people to know that we're real. We're not, that I'm not fake, that I'm real, and I want to bring that to light. And I thought that was great because that shows you that, yeah, is Jamie Lee Curtis going to look? Oh, she's gorgeous. But she's real too, and she brought that out. Um, and I, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, true. That's, yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, I like, mean, you, you know, and, and beauty is one thing, but then when you fake it like that, it's, it, I, don't, I don't like that. It's like, look, I'm, I'm good looking, but I'm even better looking. But I don't really look this way. Well, I think, I think what it is, I think it's, you're right. I think when you come into a point where in the real world, yeah. where people live in, right. in Jamestown or people live in somewhere <clears> Man, Wyoming, Montana, or. Right. Somewhere in the South Dakotas mm-hmm. or somewhere in the Nebraska's and uh, in even streets of of Maine and in Kentucky, right or down south, like most women don't put on that much makeup on, and most women just don't have to try to be sexy, right. It's and just the fact that men will see a girl and will base his like likeness of her based on her hips and her waistline and then her people don't realize men really do look at women's personality if she's a bitch right it doesn't matter how hot she is mm-hmm. now if you're in your 20s kind of dumb for a come like you don't yeah. care because you don't see it no you don't but when guys who are in their <clears throat> 30s and their 40s and they're like oh yeah she's effing hot and she's crazy i'm not messing with that but right, I, I, I hear you. There's, there's women that are very, uh, how do you call it, high maintenance, I call them, with the fingernails and the makeup's got to be just right, spending hours in the bathroom. And if you like that, that's fine. But I, I couldn't, I don't know if I would like that. I don't know no, if, I mean, you know, in, in plastic surgery, there's another thing that I think, you know, some people that can afford it, a lot of people that have it done are already look just fine there's nothing wrong with them and yeah you're going to get old regardless you can't help that um i'll give you an example marie osmond beautiful girl always has been mm-hmm. and you they showed a app before and after shot of her plastic surgery she mm-hmm. looks worse than she did before she didn't need it and but when yeah. you get into that and like you said women perceive they don't want to be old that's the last thing on their minds they don't want to be old they don't want wrinkles and some women are really zealous about that they really well, have a big deal about that and and it's it's kind of sad but i mean if you're rich and you've got the money well you're gonna spend it well you know why they do that 
This is my opinion. Okay. It's because we don't embrace people of getting old. All right. Mm-hmm. We've been all right for let's say for last for last twenty for last thirty years. We've been chasing the fountain in the youth. Mm-hmm. Now, before the fountain of youth, before nineteen eighty-five, because this right. is when Sidney Crawford and Kathy Ireland made athletic girls look hot, mm-hmm. and she was introduced to it in some doctor in France about skin care and all that. Mm-hmm. So was, I think like Cindy and Kathy Ireland are the one of the only few women there don't or haven't done plastic surgery, right? But their genetics are built to look young. Right. But then everyone else's genetics mm-hmm. isn't built that way. No, they're not. So unfortunately, you're just going to get old. But what I'm trying to say, though, in reality, is that in the 1950s and 60s and 70s, when your mom got to her 40s and 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. 60 years old, right. we embraced it. We embrace the change. We embrace father going to grandpa and grandpa going to great grandpa and grandpa right. and great grandpa yeah. would die yeah. and yeah. great grandma and grandma would die and yeah. then you just carry on the tradition of right. of your family. Mm-hmm. And now we don't do that anymore because it's the foundation of the family isn't really there anymore. No, it's not. So now we're not embracing people getting old. We're embracing people who try and stay young. Mm-hmm. We're embracing the fact that we're trying to still be somewhat sexy. We mm-hmm. we, it's very difficult for this era to generate right. Right. the and maturity level that we need to go through life. Yeah, and well, that it like so say like back in the eighteen hundreds or when people started moving west. Um, it, 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 actually, families worked together back then. Um, basically, you had you had kids, and your kids would do work depending on their age, and that's how it started out to begin with, and that was like pretty much the norm. But nowadays, with more, more technology and ease, things made easier that we don't have to work as hard. The family isn't as included. Oh yeah, as that 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 because that was the family unity. It was everybody pitched in and worked in the family, no matter you know it depending on your age. If you're too small, of course you can't. But well, they, what I'm, I'm saying mean, is that that family dynamic we lost that. It, it we don't do that. We just make sure our family is is taken care of, and one person works for them instead of the whole family working for the family. See what I'm saying? It's well, it's different now. It's you don't have that's not in exist anymore because well, yeah. I mean, you you're know, going but, back to Ben Shapiro's but, idea that. Yeah. That I get that the men are not in the household, right? And women are not accepting men in the household, mm-hmm. and that's the difference between men and women right, right. now. And this, no, I mean, I'm sorry. This is the difference between this generation and last, and generations in the past. Right, is that we're not embracing the idea of men and women liking each other. We okay. totally. I've said this before on another episode of my podcast last year we encourage women to not like men this is really weird to say this mm-hmm. we're making women feel like they have to do everything we're trying to create a super alpha female mm-hmm. and this super alpha female is a person that goes to college goes to work during college decides to mm-hmm. have kids but then mm-hmm. she breaks off with a fiance, boyfriend, husband, and say, hey, I can do this mm-hmm. all by myself. Mm-hmm. And then 
she will take somewhat of a child support from this guy, and then she'll have her own house, and then she becomes mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are never seeing their dad because mm-hmm. the court messed it up or she said mm-hmm. their dad was a complete a-hole or the dad just gives up and then he moves away. But we're creating this artificial super alpha female. Mm-hmm. And, and when you don't have a family to take care of each other, like what you said, the kids mm-hmm. chipped in. Mm-hmm. When it, and of course, in, in the night, in the twenty, in the beginning of the twentieth century, we had mm. child labor, but that eventually yeah, changed it, it by nineteen twenty. Yes, that's correct. And that, but, that's yeah. But the difference is, like, kids still had to work on the farm at mm-hmm. their home, so right. they didn't go to school in the mm-hmm. summer. They would be on no, the farm. They, that's when they harvested. That, that's that's how when they harvest. Yeah, and that's how. It so mom worked. and dad harvest with the kids during yeah. the summer, mm-hmm. and then mom would go in. The, in the kitchen with all the corn or the or, or yeah, all the, do the canning and stuff all the like meat that. that they yeah. bought from the neighbors mm-hmm. and then they would cook it mm-hmm. and in this generation we're not even encouraging people to to like each other mm-hmm. we are encouraging more of the, the gay community mm-hmm. the transgender community to like create families that of somewhat are not real but it, it's real in the sense well, yeah. of what they are I, but we're creating this ideology right. that now we're thinking that oh. we're assuming that there are more gay people and transgenders than there are straight people and the reality is that that's not true no the percentage of people who are actually gay and transgenders right. it's a very small amount and how we should treat them is based on how we should treat the law that all men are created equal, mm-hmm. even if we don't understand or don't agree with the genetic right. thing. I think a lot right. of people like Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan and even Jordan Peterson will tell you, like, well, it is <clears throat> a man born as a man is always going to be a man, even if he trans- transitioned to a woman. Okay. That's right. That's that's pretty legit. Right. But my point is this. We're, we're pretending that there are less straight people in the world mm-hmm. and they don't really matter no more. Mm-hmm. Now that because they don't matter no more, we're now almost trying to pretend that women are men and women who can both do both parts, mm-hmm. but, we never, but we would never expect a man to be the mom and the dad because mm-hmm. everyone knows that's a bit out there like mm-hmm. everyone kind of knows that like they've kind of i don't know how to explain it they just know that it's very difficult for a man to have daughters and then treat them like daughters and then mm-hmm. and then he has to talk about pms and and all this other stuff mm-hmm. it, it's very unnatural it's yeah. just it doesn't well it's never fit the mo no yeah yeah, I could see that, but some in some instances there are dads that that had a child and the mom was either a drug act or something, so they did have to end up raising the child. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're, well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying know, that I, they had other women involved, like the aunts, oh, well, and sure. grandmas, yeah, to help along with those type of of 
periods of life. Right. When when we when a little girl has a period, mm-hmm. most time they would have the dad would have his sister explain to the Oh well yeah, sure. I, I understand. That. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I get we're, you that, so well, what I'm saying though just, is that we've never expected men to talk to their daughters like that no. because they have their aunts and their grandmas right. okay. and everyone else around them to talk about that stuff. Okay. But we're right. expecting women to talk about boys, about girls and big boobs and big ass because that's unnatural too. Right. If you're if you're if you're a teenage boy mm-hmm. between a fourteen and seventeen years old and your mom's trying to tell you about sex and what mm-hmm. and where the G spot is, you should never listen to your mom ever again about that stuff. Because that's really awkward and strange. Your mom should never talk to you about the G spot or that or where or where to uh touch a woman. Okay. That's very unnatural. Okay. No, it's, you wouldn't want your mom talking to you. Like, well, no, no, but it, it all, it, it depends you, on, it, usually you it's, it's mom, the dad, you're right. Um, could you imagine your mom saying, oh, look, Playboy, hmm, this girl's kind of sexy. Oh, you like that, yeah, right? No. Well, okay, yeah, you'd okay, be uncomfortable. Like okay, I understand, I see that. See I'm just I mean? saying that, I'm just saying that usually the, the, the dad will talk to the boys and the mom will talk to the girls. Yeah. Okay, well, th- that's fine. I, I get that because some people feel uncomfortable about it. I, I get that. Okay. Well, I, mean, I, I remember that. But ba- basically, I learned it even before my parents were yeah. going to mention it because you learned it at school. And that well, yeah. started back in the 70s. And, and it was great because it, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, they well, don't have I mean, they could if they wanted to. No, but I mean, come on. We have, but the school's taking care of it now. So you don't have that awkward moment. Basically, all my dad said, he looked at the book I was reading and said, yeah, we'll keep on reading it. It'll tell you all, all you need to do. And that was it. That's all he yeah. said. And because yeah. he, he already knew, they, they explained the nitty gritty and stuff. And I already knew about that. So he didn't have to explain that at school. Really? Yeah, we had a sex ed class. Oh, it was yeah, one class we took, and we we're you know oh, yeah. teenagers. That's the best time to do it. But when you answered questions, people would write it on a piece of paper and then hand it in anonymous, anonymously. So you wouldn't be pegged with that question saying, "Oh, he asked about a clitoris, or he asked about a period," or you know, you wouldn't know who's asked that. But they would ask the question, and the teacher would answer it, and then the whole class would hear it and understand. Yeah. So now you you got that knowledge. So the parents are like, "Okay, well." We might do it again, give our version too, but now we don't really have to because the kid already knows it. Yeah. So no pressure there, which which was fine with me. I mean, I had no problem with that. I, I wasn't upset that my dad couldn't do it because some people guys can't. I mean, I couldn't. I didn't talk to my son. I, yeah. You know, I I just, well, you just he just he kind of pretty and, and nowadays just kind of in the nineties it was it's a little bit different. Kids are more aware of it than 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 you well, know what they when back when I was you know so. Uh, luckily, we didn't. I didn't really have to say anything to him. He might have talked to his mom a little bit, but you know, it. But, I mean, we kind of just got it. You yeah, you got it. Yeah, exactly. You get it. it. Yeah. But what right. I'm trying to say though is like, is that they're forcing women to, who don't have a husband and decide to have kids on her own, to do all that. Like there's. The, well, it, it becomes a really displaced it, moment. It, well, where the, they why, want to, yeah, I can see that. But why but there are women that do that? I why mean, would you just, want? That's just uh, to me. That's just not normal because okay. yeah, but because it, we didn't have like we like, sure. You know what? 
we found Playboys and penthouses and hustlers. Oh, well, of course, yeah. I mean, you're going to bound to do that. Every kid, I it don't is, care who you are, it, 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 if you're male, one time or another, you're going to see a dirty magazine. I mean, that's part of life. It's, it's going to well, show now up it's a video. Now Whether it's, it's your a, family or someone else's, or you find website. it in the track or now on on, on website. website so see yeah. you don't have to so so totally different but back then it was all ink and paper and you yeah. know you were kind of you were kind of uh judged at how many playboys or penthouse you had stolen or or had in your collection this is how you know how cool you were or whatever or what you knew basically yeah. but it's not that way anymore with with um, technology now and, and computers and facebook it's totally different you don't yeah. I just you know, feel I just feel like they're making like there's a couple of girls on my Facebook friend page, and one girl kind of thought she was kind of hot. Right. She worked at the restaurant in Wyoming that I went to, and you know I I would talk to her and she would kind of talk to me, but she really was not into me. But you could tell that she thought it was she was too good to be true for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then one year, it was like New Year's Eve or Halloween or whatever. I was dressed up and she dressed up. And then she, no one was talking to her on that day. And you could tell she was seeking out attention. So okay. I made a little eye contact with her a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then and then she said, fine, I'll take a picture with you. Wow. So... Me being desperate for any girl's attention, like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then she just ran off. Okay? Yeah, right. So okay. a couple of years go by, she meets a guy, mm. and her, and then they're dating less than six months, and she gets pregnant. Okay. Well, after she has, gives birth, he's gone. Okay. And now she's bragging about being a s- single mother, and now she's bragging about, oh, these guys out there are so just not good enough for me. No, you manipulated the situation. Mm-hmm. You had a false standards for the guy, mm-hmm. and then he had false standards for you, and now you both are still s- s- single. Right. And now you're raising a child by yourself in, in somewhere parts of Hudsonville, mm-hmm. and now you have your dad helping you raise your child. Right. And you're making... And you're pleading this case of men are so bad. No, no. You just decided that that this guy wasn't good enough for your mm-hmm. badge, right? Or your circle of life, right? And then you just kind of booted him out, and this guy figured out, yeah, no, you're just a fake. Mm-hmm. And now, right. and you know, and I see this other kid on my Facebook page. He's involved with a girl mm-hmm. that has like a four and a half, five year old son, he is he can't drive anymore because of, of DUIs. DUIs and all yeah. that. Wow, that's so so he's dating a a woman who's gonna take him out and about everywhere he can go. Mm-hmm. And now they're having kids. Now they're having a kid together and they're engaged. Okay. So the thing about this you got a a guy who looks very masculine. Mm-hmm. He's got a big beard. He's like six feet tall. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like he's trying to be like a, a mountain man. You know, okay, one of those right, guys yeah, who's yeah. just a natural tough guy. Yeah, okay, but yeah. he's not a natural tough guy. He's yeah. just a guy that looks tough. Yeah. But he doesn't drive. 
mm-hmm. his girlfriend is okay with that, mm-hmm. or his fiance, and now he's helping her raise her child. And mm-hmm. now they're going to have the children together. Mm-hmm. But think about how the reverse that is. Now yeah. she's driving him everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, we're essentially taking every man's testosterone away from them and giving it to the woman. And women are like, it's funny how women are able to lower down their standards based on what they feel like. Mm-hmm. But we as men are not allowed to lower our, st- I mean, have a standard mm-hmm. of what women should be like. Okay. Like, if a man really wants a woman to be able to cook and work around the house and go to her work but help raise the kids, that's not acceptable. We, we're, we're expecting women to be, now we expect women to be working outside the house mm-hmm. and do everything that we can do. Mm-hmm. But, but, when we, but, with, but when they need us to change the plumbing or something, oh, you got to do this. No, you're as equal as I am. Why can't you? Mm-hmm. But in reality, that's what women really want. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to ask for it because they have too much of a pride thing. Okay. They, they've been taught subconsciously that, that if you ask for a man to help them around the house, mm-hmm. and, if you, and if you are a woman who likes to cook, you're a bad person. You're a bad girl. Mm. You're not living up to the true feminists of 2023. Because now women cooking in the house is really, oh, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Because now you learn your standards and you become a submissive to him. Well, there's mm. nothing wrong with a woman cooking, just like there's nothing wrong with a man cooking. No, nothing at all. I like mean, if a guy cooks barbecue chicken outside yeah, yeah. Over, the, over the grill yeah. and she cooks inside and bakes. Yeah. That should be acceptable. Yeah. But they're not even accepting that anymore. Uh, it's not I, acceptable. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, standards are really totally messed up now. I mean, it, it's, it, I don't know. It, I don't know who to follow. I don't know. Well, I, it, to me, it, nowadays, it, it, whether you're a man or woman, you're going to do what you're going to do, and whether it's a career choice or family choice. I mean, it's all going to work out that way. It's, it's pretty much set in cement. You aren't going to change anything. I really, you know, I mean, it's got to a point where women are going to do what they're going to do. And this has evolved over time. They're more independent than they ever used to be, which is, which is fine with me. I think that's great. But some people can't handle that. They, they're stuck in old ways and old school ways, and they can't handle it. They don't want any change. They don't like change. Well, I, I, I can understand that in a way. But then again, I'm, no, I, I, when, when I was a kid, basically the mom, it, it was still, she would stay home, take care of the kids, yeah. clean the clothes, do all the stuff at home and cook and clean and whatever, and then go to her tennis now and then or her little thingy that she'd do with the other gals. But that's basically what she did, where nowadays a woman can go work also and the husband works also, and then the kids are in daycare. So, it, you know, depending on what kind of career you want, and, and a lot of people say, oh, daycare, that's terrible. Well, okay, well, that's... That's your prerogative. I mean, it, some people say that's fine because they're taken care of, and you're still seeing when you get home and you spend time with them still. But some people say, no, you shouldn't do that. You spend time with them. But, you know, it, it, it depends on what your career is and what you want to do, how hard you work, you know. And I, I 
I have, I'm related. Uh, my stepsisters, their husbands are the same way. They work. They're lawyers, and and they, and she has to stay home because of the fact that she can't work also because she has a child with needs, a Down syndrome, and and she has to take care of him. So, you see, it's one of those things where. It depends on what choice or what your situation is. Now, saying she has to stay home because they can't, it, it, sometimes they can afford childcare, but sometimes can't. And when you have a disabled kid or a kid with needs, it it's, gets even more complicated. But it gets more expensive. What? It's, you know, so. Yeah, but you know what you it, made that statement? But you know what you it, proved, though? What's that? You proved that, you proved that your, your family who are two lawyers and one, yeah, of, the, right. one of the kids are Down syndrome. Yeah. You prove that even for the woman to step down and to take care of the Down syndrome child, mm -hmm. she accepted that role because yeah. she knew that right. subconsciously that her husband could fill in the role of financial income. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's something but that's very important to, to point out. Mm -hmm. she, didn't, she didn't make him stay home because she felt no. inferior right. or less inferior so that she made him do, to do that. Yeah. She did that because she knew that she'd be better at that right. position than he would. Yeah. Now, not saying that if she went, if she took a special right. case for a week and a half and then he stayed home with the kid. Oh, well, yeah, not, I was just gonna that's say that's, what, like he'd be totally right. fine. Yeah, he, that's right, and that happens also when his, it gets to its point where she has time off and then he has sometimes, He'll take over and take care of the kid while she goes out and does something on her own, or you know, so exactly. she can have her freedom. But do you understand how that works, time, though? Yeah, I, I see that. But do you understand no, how that naturally? Right. Like they didn't have to. They discussed it, but they naturally. Mm -hmm. They naturally well, yeah, went that's, to the natural right. roles of what men and women are supposed to be like. Right. Now I'm not no. saying I'm not, all these listeners out there. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Who are listening and say, "Well, that's well, that's not today's." Standards, but uh, yes, yeah. subconsciously it's, you have to remember. Yeah, I mean, I have they're to drain, hardwired. I have to for, drain this to people, right? Until people understand this, people, Homo sapiens, are hardwired to think yep. a certain way. Yeah, there's no way around it. There's just the no, way it is, and it's not something that's less masculine or less feminine. No, no. it's I not think it's, discrimination it's, to women yeah. or. Or right, a, it's a just hardwired. Favor, it's, it's favor to men. Naturally, it's just, it's just a natural yeah. way of looking at things. And it's, you made a very good point with this child who's Down syndrome. Yeah. And they subconsciously made that point like, okay, right. you're yeah, the mother. Responsibility. You're going to probably be a little bit better or much better of confronting the child yeah. when he goes into his. Uh, mood swings and all this right. or just because you're just natural at what right. you're due as a mother yeah. yeah and and that's something that even when we talk about in like the 15th minute where women will look at hands and shoulders and mm -hmm. see if the man's able yeah, to yeah that's do. where your <coughs> hardwire comes in again yeah exactly where the women are hardwired they're looking their their yes. anim, animal instinct i guess you could call it too because yeah. we're, we're born with that in like just like cats and dogs you'll see a kitten sit there and clean itself well it would learn that from its mother but there's a lot of natural instinct the mom didn't really the mom they looked at the mom and watched the mom and copied her but they had an instinct to do that yeah. it, it's automatic like with us when we we're tiny babies after a while we open our eyes and we can move better we can roll over we can you know it so yeah. we develop slowly but we're 
like you said, we're all hardwired to a certain extent. Yeah. And and that's with anybody. And you said that, like you said, that's not going to change. That's going to no, be that's that way forever. Change. But see, there's there's people have their own opinions and how they think society should go and how, well, what they think about what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's got their own opinion. And, it, and it's hard to, you know, it, it would be so nice if, if everybody could take the whole world and standardize it to where it wouldn't be so complicated where people say, okay, yeah, that's fine. Where they wouldn't say, well, I don't like you because of this or I don't like you because of that or you voted for this or, you know, I, yeah, but you're I mean, going to get that. Yeah, but I know, but it's, that's when it gets complicated. But what, I'm, but, but what I'm trying to say is like, like in this generation, right. we just don't, I just feel like we don't allow men and women to integrate with each other naturally everything is artificially profounds and nouns and this all this fixation of um pretend pretending to be something that we're not or Mm. we're pretending that men should be this way like in reality women really do look at men's um, sensitivity, but if he is just oh well, yeah, BS, they like that too. If he's I just mean, BS and they figure it out, yeah, then, then, then yeah, they're, he's, they're not going. He's not going to. Yeah, they're not going to do that. So because like, you're right. I do. I just feel like, I just feel like, a lot of times that we just have to realize that it's okay to be a guy and it's okay to be a girl. And it's yeah. You know what? If you're not a a transgender or a homosexual, right? That's great. That's fine. Yeah. And if you are gay and you and you and if you live that lifestyle, you can live in your own world. You can go. You That's can fine, be yeah. within your yeah. own community, or you can. I mean, right. not yeah. your own community, but I'm just saying <clears throat> you're more than welcome it, to be it, any, anywhere. Yeah, it it needs to be understood understood more, and it's not yeah. because people are like I said. We this that hardwire comes in again. Yeah, um, because we're raised change. that way, and and it's kind of unfortunate, but. To me, it's like this has been around for thousands and millions of years. I mean, yeah, it's not just, going away. It's, it's just, yeah. it, it, and, and through the timeline where it was known but it wasn't accepted, it's totally different now. It's, yeah. it's getting to a point where it's accepted, but there's still those people that do not accept it. Yeah, but I they just. They do not. They will not. I don't, you can argue. Because they're hardwired. Exactly. And, and, and that's what makes it hard because. No, but I mean, I, I, think, I think a lot of people who are. Traditionally, Christians or Jews or Muslims or just yeah, tra- very religious tra- people that are setting their ways in their or religion. Or just traditionally, yeah. right? Profound based on genetics, they're just not going to get mm-hmm. people who are mm-hmm. gay. They don't. They have I no clue. But they, you know what? I tell people this. I tell people this. I would never argue with a a, a, a gay person, no. even if I can prove to them that that men and women are meant to be together because men have sperm and penises and women have ovaries and and eggs and wider hips yeah they they and i and if 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 i just base that on just what is actually natural for Mm -hmm. the human species they're still will argue with me like no it's about love no it's not really about love sex is just sex so what i'm trying to tell them is that i'm not going to argue with you to say that men and women are not supposed to be, to, to be together. Right. I'll, I'll be willing to accept the fact that you and your spouse are gay, yeah. but you can't tell me that, that, that two men, I mean, to the, a man and a woman right. is overrated. It's never going to be overrated. It's underrated right now because right. Yeah. 
because it's just uh, not right. Like, it, well, you're just never going to change the fact that men have sperm and penises, and girls have vaginas right. and ovaries and but eggs and u- the uterus. Right. That's just never. That's to me when I come down to the basis of what's of what sex really is about. It's right. really about procreation. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that we use sex for power and the way that we use it is a very yeah. bad thing to do. Oh, exactly. So women right. use yeah. sex as the way to get things from men. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, what I was talking about. Oh, I, yeah. With the alpha female, the yeah. super alpha female using yeah. sex to get something yeah. from a man. Yeah, I've heard Even of that situation sperm bank too. and all this. Yes. I've heard They're of that getting too. something yeah. out of that guy well, to get yeah, what they it, really want like, to it, power. Yeah, it's control. And, and so, I've seen that too. I've seen that and in several marriages. And men have used that in right. so many and men have used women in that way. Oh, sure, show. it goes well, either if way. If you want to raise, right. you gotta find yeah. nuts, right? Or you have right. to uh, come over sometime, and uh, I'll promote you to to uh, to a, a position as a lawyer. Yeah. But but you have to come over, and uh, we have to mangle. Right. So that's see that's using right. sex as power. Right. So when a man exactly. tells a, his counterpart who is trying to move up in, in in the ladder of being a, a partner in a law in a law firm, mm-hmm. and he says, "Well, you know, you're really nice. You you do a good job, but you know, my nuts need a little touching." Oh, right. So, yeah. but that's and what then, I'm saying. Yeah. It so gets weird. men that's have when used that as a power oh, system. Oh, right. That's and women have used their to, to boobs gain. and their butts. Oh, yeah. Like, they, oh, yeah. It's been going yeah, on for if, a long uh, time. It's nothing if, new. Uh, <laughs> If you, it's uh, nothing new. If you uh, eat my pussy, yeah. uh, I'll let you other things. Yeah. So the, pro- the point I'm trying to say is that no matter what you, people say, the point of sex is to procreate. The way that we use right. sex now is the way to get, gain power. Right. So, okay. so when I make that statement for, and it's funny that when I make that statement to straight people and gay people, they both get real mad. They get real mad because, like, no, sex is for pleasure and fun. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. It, sex it, is fun. That too, yes. Sex but, is fun, but the point is. But it's actually react, said you meant it's for procreation. It is and, really and, meant right, for that's, procreation. Right, that's exactly. Way, right, yep. That's it wasn't the way for that fun. you it really just have did, to yeah. think about that. And that's why I have to explain to people, and this is going to be my final note. This is. This is why I have to explain to people. This is why I'm still single. It's because women are subconsciously looking for a man to procreate. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if she's looking, even if she's going out and say, I want to get my booty hole fucked or, my, or I want to have a good time. Yeah. And I'm going to find a guy that can blow my mind. Yeah. Okay. Right. But in reality, when they see me and I can still make them laugh, they're like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's I like you, but I'm subconsciously you're not, not the gonna, person no, I want to procreate gonna, with. It's, nope. And that's no why it's, it's, men like me are still single. It's not because we're like, oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. No, it's um, but because we're not, we're just not allowed to approach well, people of the know, opposite sex in that it, way. And I it's c- to able-bodied people, it's a very disturbing thing to see because, like, oh, what's going well, on? Well. I'd give you a good example that similar to that. Um, I know of a friend um, that was dating his wife at the time. They weren't married just before they had kids and everything. But And her mother did not like him. And the only reason she didn't like him because he had that mustard is he walked funny 
And she says, you don't want this guy because he's unsuccessful. He won't be da 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 And she did not like him at all. Well, say that so, again. Because of why? Because of MD. Because of his muscular dystrophy. Yes. Next time. And she figured he couldn't, amount, he couldn't amount to anything. Or he was, but he's a smart guy. He's, he uses computers. And he's quite successful. He makes good money. Well, they did get married. And she came to find out that, you know, he's not a bad guy. He, he provides. He's smart. He's got a job. Um, he might be disabled, but he sure works his ass. They have two kids. They're happily married. They have two kids now. But do you see? Like, but you know that's. You so the mom was hardwired. She's hardwired. No, maybe you shouldn't do this guy because yeah. he's going to be complicated. You'll have to do this and this and this. And she says, "Yeah, you're right. I may have to do this and this and this and with the kids. But I like him. I think he's great. He's good for me. We're happy. We get together. Yeah. In that instance, yeah, okay. It, his disability might he might walk awkward, but he doesn't have any like." deformities or anything basically yeah. you see what i'm saying but well, there's that's still there that, that still exists yeah. women are going to say no i don't want him because he's got needs and did i you can't notice, did you notice that you do, that you explained that or you uh, said that that when the, the mom or figured right. out that he's not a bad guy right exactly she but think about found out he wasn't the word a bad, a bad guy, guy should be considered the word well, bad should be considered I, like Ted Bundy. Okay, I, I use yeah. that in general. I'm basically, yeah. I don't mean bad guy as in worst, terrible. Yeah. Just not the right fit. How's yeah. that? Would no. be but you this guy and he'd be right fit. But if you do him, it's not going to work out. But it but, did. But do you understand what you just, you know, I'm saying that you made a good point. Okay. Right. You made a really yeah. good point because yeah. now people who associate men with disabilities mm -hmm. consider them bad. Or exactly. like, like yeah, a default. Or not default, yeah, default. Or something that's not right. Mm -hmm. So, so you made a really good point. It's like, yeah, that's how yeah. women mm -hmm. really think of men yeah. with and, disability. You know, and yeah, and I don't think there's. I think there's in that certain situation. I don't think there's. It's it, it per se a a an a, 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 a physical attraction. I think it's more emotional and and phys mental. You know, well, I mean, knowing that he can provide. In that way too. Well, I think um, in my case, I, I'm. But I, I, you know, I don't know personally. I haven't really discussed no. with personally the inner inner workings of it. But from what I can understand and what I put together is that after a while, they figured out they're great for each other, no matter you know, well, no matter what in that, that situation. But she didn't allow that physical appearance of exactly. the, yeah, the guy matter. to She's, affect her emotional yep. and state they, of mind. They're, they're great. Uh -huh. They work good together. Yeah. She takes care of it, and it works good. And and I and I heard that, and I thought, wow. I said, who couldn't like him? Who? Why? You know, I'm not going to use his name, but who couldn't like George? You know, why? What's wrong with George? George is he's got a little disability, but he's got a good job. He can hold things down. He's got his shit together. So what's wrong with that? You I know? do and, wish I do wish I was a little smarter than what I am now. Yeah, because well, my see, disability isn't just physical. It's some form of like that's true yeah saving information and then yeah uh, attaching that information mm -hmm. to make sense of the well, work see th so that's unfortunately yeah. for me i i don't make as much money as i no, wish i could I, me too but yeah, i do i, I, I hear you say that if i do if i ever do find a girl or get married right she'll probably probably make more money than i will that's fine I mean, it, that's part of it nowadays, too. I mean, it depends on your suits. Now, see, with him, he's very smart, and he's always been into computers and stuff. He's a whiz. He's very good at computer programming. IT guy. IT, too, yeah. yeah. And he does all that, and he knows. He'll say computer jargon I don't even understand. But, see, that's his talent. That's where he gets his, his money from is that talent because he could sit down and he did that. I wasn't a, phys I wasn't a 
desk guy. I'm more of a hands-on mechanical guy. Yeah. But and maybe I should have pursued something different. That, but that's my decision. That's the decision I made at that time. If I could rewind it and do it again, I would probably make sure that I had a better career or something where I'm making decent money, where I could afford it, and not have to worry about. You see what I'm saying? Career decisions, and, yeah, and I that done makes the same it. Thing. That's and and you also brought up that some people, especially my my disability, they have learning disability or they have mental problems where they can't actually aren't as smart as some people that could do it. But I guess he is, and he excels at that. And I thought, see, that would be perfect because. You don't need your legs. You don't need your well. You need your hands, but you don't have to lift anything. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there. And you, yeah. You know, use your mind. Yeah, I and wish, it's great. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, I wish that was the case for me. I mean, I guess. I guess. But I mean, it's not like you didn't didn't. I mean, you, you've worked. You've worked since you were a teenager. Yeah, off and on, I'm you know, not, and it, it's not that you didn't work. But I'm still not good enough for that because right, I because I only make. So my money. Mm-hmm. If I made like say seventy thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. I think things would yeah, change. Right. Yeah, sure. Like I just think they would have changed. Right. But unfortunately, it just didn't work that way. And mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I just can't explain. I just can't. I, and the thing is, I no, don't I, get mad about it because it's just no, no. the way. I, I think I, I'm just too hardwired, trained to think. Well, yeah, that that's too from much your based on too. genetics. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I'm not well, about just going up for it. I'm too standardized. I guess I'm too rural. Right. I'm too much of a rural, a rural guy. Okay. Based that's on fine. ABCs. Yeah. Right. Mm. And you, this is how your ABCs are supposed to work out, and this is just the way it is. Okay. Where, I think, I think if I had more confidence, and then people didn't tell me dumb stuff, I'd say, girls don't like you because you're disabled. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, it right. Might, might be, there might be some form of truth behind it. That that could be also. Um, so, that that could be also. But, but I there's, allowed that train of thought to yeah. actually. But you train. know, it. I think it. What it is is that there are women out there that are for. There's everybody's got somebody somewhere, but it's just the hardest thing to find. No, it's like I on the tanium. Well, in some circumstances, well, uh, we'll not say hard. How about it might take a while. Let's say you, it's not going to happen overnight. Eventually, maybe if you look hard enough or you are determined that maybe you will find somebody that you can marry and settle down with. But I think I, I think I met my soulmate but, when I was in pre-K. Okay. Maybe and that. Then, that and, I've and, heard of that, too. And, and then she and I went to do two different elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And then we met back in high school. And I, jeez. And we really had a good, god damn. We really uh, had chemistry there then, I guess. Chemistry. Okay, that's, But unfortunately, wow, my immaturity, okay. Mm. So I didn't have a driver's license in high school until my yep. senior year. I, and I then I was taking these classes, these alternative classes, because I kept failing these other classes. Like I right. kept, like I kept failing like, like these math classes and these yep. uh, Spanish mm-hmm. classes. Yep. Yeah. So I all these classes Spanish, that yeah. I had with her, yeah. they had a, throw me out of that class so that I could pass another class right. for He's, high school graduation. Exactly, right. That in itself is a big bummer. Yep, it is. But, yep. when, but when you go into your school mm-hmm. and you go to academic support resource, so right. it's a special classroom for kids who have learned disability. And that class in itself makes everyone look stupid. Yeah, I, even though, I, yeah even though I think you're right. In today's time, mm-hmm. in today's time they, they use tutors in a different way. 
But back yeah, in the, back, back in the, in the day, days, yeah, in the it's yeah, it, the 90s, it was not very good at all. It was it. When you went to those classes, right. you were labeled stupid. Yeah, you were, and it was a worksheet. There was no one-on-one. It was here, do this worksheet, and then do another worksheet. We'll work up this other worksheet, but no one-on-one. No, that's and, different. And, it was it, different it, for it, me but, because you're like twenty right, years right, younger, older but, than I am. But it, it, it became right. It became progressively sound where they would teach me how to do things, but. I, w- I wasn't going to catch on to it because I didn't want to be there. Right. I Yeah, so, I know the feeling. So it's the like you don't want to like be there, times, but yeah. you hate going to that class because you're labeled as stupid. And, yeah. and other kids don't, they don't understand that because they don't have those. You see, if you're, if you're not that way, you have no clue what it's like. No. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't understand exactly. I, I got an idea of what you go through, but I don't know the whole thing because I'm not you. You don't know what I go through because you're not me. We know and we understand and we can compare notes and, and have some idea. But you know what I'm saying? You can't, you don't know what a person's like unless you actually walk in their shoes. You're actually them, you know. And, and that's when it's hard to judge people because you go, well, he's an asshole. But why is he an asshole? Well, because of this, this, and this, and this, and that's the way he was brought up. But you see what I'm saying? It, it, it's. I just think, I just think that, I just think that the ball. The way the ball dribbled down the court, the way that I responded to the ball dribbled down the court mm-hmm. was really negative. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, right. that carried on after high school. And then I went and took uh, very low-income jobs. And then, right. I mean, eventually you just are what you were born into. Mm-hmm. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. and unfortunately, because I allow the system to break me in half, and then mm-hmm. I'm not okay. I work in a nutritionist, so I'm not. So I got to be pretty smart. Well, not, yeah, you do fine at your the job. The problem is, that's like, if I really, if I would, if I was into that type of stuff, right? In my in my twenties or my late teens, yeah. went to college for yeah. psychiatry or, or right. dietitian yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Then I would have made eighty thousand dollars a year, right? But unfortunately, you know, I mean, you just the yeah, down the court, and you just don't pick up the dribble. Yeah, and then you're stuck on the yeah. Spot and that that's true. Again. That's true, and it's not. It's not. That wasn't really a decision. It it more or less was just a destined thing. I think because of yeah. d- different, all different factors. Um, yeah, education was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Self esteem was another big one. Um, and see, the thing is that it, it's learning and and uh, self worth or 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 you know. Uh, a good good self-esteem is goes hand in hand mm-hmm. um because if you don't have the esteem you still think you're stupid and you don't have that that makes your learning even more difficult because now mentally you're challenged with it and 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 you know you can't do it so that makes it even worse so now you're called stupid and you're cut down and the worse you get so it's it's yeah. a lot of it has to do with your upbringing and, and you know how you were treated well, I was treated How pretty good. And I was, and I was too, I was, but, I was you know. I was pretty well by my parents. Right. Unfortunately, oh, sure. I, think, I, think, I think my parents just didn't. I think the school system and my yeah. parents didn't know how they to. Didn't, yeah, they didn't well, they know didn't what know to how, do. They, like, I won't say this. Right. If, you are, if you have a child out there yep. and he has a learning disability, right. there's other ways to learn math and other ways oh, to yeah, learn absolutely. how to read sure. yeah. and all that. You don't have to be so um, st- structured. Well, I would well, encourage people. When you True. have kids with, dis- with a learning disability, is figure out the best way to, for them to understand the math right. question, 
or writing trick or any uh, Um, reading lesson or anything that's based on, there's other ways of doing it. And I want people to understand that sending your kids to academic support isn't really going to help them out unless they catch on to what the what the professor or the teacher is telling them. I, I get that. If you go to those classes right. and you're sending them, your kids just sitting there, and he's not catching on, he's going to hate school, and then, then he's going to turn into exactly his life, right. and right. then he's going to have a very, very low-income well, standard of living. And if you create that down, if you create that right. low-income of living for them, they're going to become really resentful, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get really frustrated because they're mm-hmm. going to be stuck. And that's how mm-hmm. I felt. My parents thought of me going to Valley State Linen, where I met Ron. Mm-hmm. They thought I was going to work there for the rest of my life. Yeah, they figured, okay, well, and this then, is all he can do. So he's just working. Okay, Valley State Linen is a place where they, it's a linen factory, rental place. Tablecloths, so, table uniforms. And hotels and apartments. Napkins. And, no, hotels and, and uniforms. Yeah. So the thing is, they wanted me to pull linen out of the, out of the, table and based on size and that's all i would do all day long and 78 going, by 78 yep. 90 by 92 yep. yeah i remember the sizes so yeah all those okay so my parents thought that i was going to do that yeah. and then they were going to throw mm-hmm. me i won't say throw me but they were going to put me in adult foster care so that means that there'd be an institution where i would have a room i would yep. probably would have a roommate yep. and then i would have my own room and then we would share mm-hmm. the family room and the living room. And then there would probably be someone coming yeah. into my life, making sure I clean right. my apartment. Right. I would right. learn how to cook. Uh, yeah. And then I, they would take me out to public places for an, right. an event because mm-hmm. I deserve it. All right. right. Yeah. But what happened, though, yeah. what happened, though, is my parents went on vacation. And that's when I said, huh, I'm going to try to get an apartment. And then I figured out, hmm. I have to get a credit card, and then I pay that credit card off. Yeah, that one payment, and then I went back to that apartment, yep. Perry Creek Apartments. Yeah, and so then you, I started yeah. living my life. Yeah, and then yeah, I started going to places that I shouldn't have gone to, like Sensations. Right, but, but that's I mean that. Story. But that's that is story right. But I, what what you're saying is is that that the, you proved them wrong. You said, "Look, I can be independent, and I can do this, and I want to do this. Don't assume that I'm going to be." just this defunct cripple guy the rest of my life they can only do one thing no i can yeah. i can get an apartment i can get a credit card i can pay them. you you showed them wrong that that you know i, I could see them wanting to take care of you and hovering around and want you f- the best for you but when they give when you've learned out that you had your independence that made a big change and yeah. now you have an apartment downtown you have a job you you got a car you're doing just fine you, so you, uh, you you proved to them that you can do it yourself you don't need a foster home so what I'm trying to tell people, or I'm trying to tell people in this episode, and I will keep talking about it forever until people start listening to me, that, <laughs> that, that you really need to really consider how you're going to raise a child and how you're going to teach them mm-hmm. the right tools to survive. Because exactly. if, yeah. if I knew when I was 17 years old that I could make it on my own yeah. in a living right. apartment, I probably would have stuck to school better. I probably would be more right, uh, yeah. receptive yeah. of having my teachers right. who are really trying really hard to teach me algebra. Mm-hmm. And algebra isn't really that hard. We just no, make it difficult. I just, With yeah, multiplication I and adding, yeah. it's really not that hard. Everything okay. is about a system. Yeah. And that system is what you do with 
what, what your plus is and what you do what you're uh, uh, multiplying. But there's right. a system to get the answer, and you can always backtrack to get your answers correct. Right. And because I, I ignored that and because I didn't have enough faith in myself, here I'm stuck in this kind of time zorb when I'm still look like I'm in my 20s mm-hmm. or I still act like I'm in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So when people out there, when you have a child who has a learning disability, mm-hmm. please oh, figure out what yes. they're good at yeah. and concentrate on that. Exactly, right zone. on. Yep. And then you'll, I, that then does, that child will be a lot work. further yep. in advance. Yes, very and much you so, You yeah. won't have to have this worrisome attitude mm-hmm. of sending your kids into a, an adult foster care or having someone mm-hmm. constantly watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the most independent person in my whole family. My whole family is married. They have kids. They mm-hmm. have a spouse. Mm-hmm. And they live in a box mm-hmm. somewhere in Jenison and mm-hmm. some part of South Hudsonville. Okay, and right. It's yeah. very controlled. Yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's all cookie cutter. Yeah. I they know, know I exactly just, what time their spouse is going to go to work. Yeah. They know exactly what time they're coming home. Yeah. They know exactly what time the kids are coming home. They know exactly, they know exactly when time exactly. where everyone's going to be. And it's a very controlled environment. But in my case, I don't have that control environment no. because I live outside that box. Exactly. So I'm yeah. living You're, the most independent life that you can ever imagine. Which I have fine. more freedom yeah. than my siblings do. Yep. They have to play by the rules. Yeah, they I have to take care of their family. Have they have to go to work and do this. Side, I can make my yeah. rules along the way yeah. as it, long as it, I do not great. Yeah. abstract or disturb the laws of this country. Yeah, I can do whatever I want to do. Right. What I mean is, like, I don't go kill people or run people over or become emotionally right. erect because someone called me crippled, retarded. Yeah. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah, exactly. I can tell people, no, don't touch me. Yeah. No, I'm not gay. I'm sorry. No, yeah. You cannot touch me. Yeah. Now, if Ron wants you to touch him, go for it. <laughs> Smart ass. <See? laughs> yeah. so that's the humor that we... Yeah, there you go. That's the humor that, that yeah. we usually talk about, but I'm not yeah. sure if we're allowed to talk but about it anymore because I, of the I, situation. Yeah, I, I, I like what you say, though. I, I like what you said about that um, and, and that disabled thing and the, and the learning thing. Um, and a lot of people think that, you know, you can put your kid in a class and he'll learn. Well, no. actually it's gotta be one-on-one. And I, I'm talking as my child had learning difficulties and he had a tutor that would help him. And she was always with him at that certain time, helping him do that one-on-one instead of a classroom situation where you can't take one teacher and spread it out between 30 kids. It just doesn't work. You don't have that. You need that attention to that one particular kid. And well, you I can't just give him a little bit and make sure he's going to learn. You got to spend time with him, and and that's what he did. And and not only that, but he he's he has dyslexia too, so he had to learn how to read and everything. And that, that was a challenge for it, but he did it. Yeah. He's gone to he he went to college, he he went to he got his own bachelor's degree with his own money. So you see, it it's but don't you think it's you can still be successful, and and but you got to make sure that when you're a child, you got to get that learning done. You got to get that training. But so you can be do, successful in life and, and be happy. Be, but don't you think that has to be really about, excuse me for interrupting, right. but don't yeah. you think that really has to do with the point that that that, that teacher found a way to teach Oh, yeah, yeah, that, 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 so that, that's, that's what, true, too. That's they're, what I'm saying. That's they're the, teaching true. standards, right, yeah, but, but sometimes they can twist tr- them and make them work for that individual, which I can understand that, and that's like a... a but they're not like 
but they're not yeah. teaching your your son in a certain way like oh too bad so sad you can't figure it out right what no. she was really doing or what he the the tutor was really yeah. doing is they figured out the best way to teach him yeah how to read and the best way to teach him how to do other stuff yeah. like math exactly and all that. yeah right so that's what i'm saying uh, yeah like there's mm -hmm. like most people that go to a public school or a private school are going to have that teacher with 20 and 30 kids right and that's not the problem the problem no. is that you have to actually with the kids who are having a learning disability mm -hmm. is you have to figure out the best way to teach them exactly the system right. yeah that's going to work best for them if, yeah, exactly. if it's a visual system, then do that. Yeah, and, and if that's it's something that you have to or, show them on a TV. Yeah, set. or he would he would have someone read him his textbooks, and he would listen, and that's how he did the material because he could read it, but it would be backwards, or it and it would be hard for him to read it. It would take him first, so someone would read to him, and he could listen to it and then understand it, and that worked for him. Um, with me, if I see somebody put it together, I look at instructions once. I know how to do it. It's I get that, you know. And, yeah, and people yeah. are good at that, but there's a certain way I got to do that. I can't just pick up a book and go, okay, we got the two thirds ounces to this, but five thirds. And then half of that would, you know, that's where I get mixed up where I'm like, oh, this doesn't make any sense where you can do a certain situation and, and learn that way. And that's the best way for you to do it. And that that's great too. And I, I strongly encourage that. And a lot of people, well, it's just one kid and how can you? Well, that's up to you. I mean, if you really want a good future for that kid, invest in that. Um, make sure that things are, give them what they want. Don't expect them to play football. Don't expect them to be a sports jock. Don't expect them to be a scholar. Find out what they want and then go with that. Give them what they need to build that to where they, what they want to be, not what you want them to be. You there, know, you go, that's, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. One on one course with Ron and how to raise your child. Actually, it can. But it was a a great way to actually uh, do this podcast. We started with uh, 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 human rights between men and women, yeah. and the expectation of what men and women are right. supposed to be or not supposed to be, and we integrated into people with learning True. disability, like yeah. myself, or physical disability, like Ron. Mm. But this is what this podcast, or this is what I really intend any of my podcasts to be like about. Is really to, to have a perspective of a person with a disability and then reaching out to the world to give them the real feedback of what, we, what we're going through and what I'm going through most likely because it's important that everyone has a voice and everyone should be heard. And not anyone... And, and if you don't like... And if you don't look like Elvis or or Sidney Crawford or Kathy Ireland, a lot of times people get ignored because they're just not that good looking. Like I'm not that good looking. I'm the sexiest man in the world, but I'm not that like, good looking. <laughs> I mean, that's just the it depends who you talk to. Right? That's just I'm honest truth. People. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the Casanova of this century because right. you know Casanova was an ugly dude. Yeah, he 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 created that whole development of. Oh, um, oh, you know, he really did. He had to create some of the threesome. He created really? the whole theme about threesome wow. him and two girls. And but wow. he was a very um, average, unattractive guy. Okay. So I might be the sexiest man in the world, but I'm not <laughs> that good looking. Okay. So I know Ron's laughing because he knows <laughs> it's the truth. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre podcast show. I want to. Give you a peace and love. 
uh, teach kids to uh, to learn as possible. Uh, right on. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're able-bodied or disabled-bodied. Give yeah. them a chance to yeah. to become an independent alpha male and alpha female, or just an average man, average woman. Yeah. And uh, this is a shout out to all the lonely people, men and women who are pretending to be happy because they have to be this alpha personality and that's not the truth. Mm. The truth is that if you like someone and she likes you and you like him, just get it on. There you go. Just do it like Marvin Gaye. Get it on. <laughs> who cares no one likes you because you like that girl and who cares if you're that girl that likes that guy that doesn't look like Brad Pitt. If you don't, hey. if you want to do the hanky panky with him, do it. And then yeah. you live in your own box someday, and you raise <laughs> your own kids. But still, it's an encouragement to all straight people: do the hanky panky, do it for the Beatles. Fuck the Beatles. <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. Peace. See you. Love. Thanks, Ron. You're welcome. All right, I'm out.